This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. Welcome in. This is Country Roads Confidential at Earsports.com, part of the Paramount Podcast Network. I am Mike Casaza, alongside Chris Anderson here to talk about West Virginia football and kind of take an askew view of the roster for the 2022 season. Talk about who and what the Mountaineers don't have and might be able to use. But in doing so, Chris, and and just brainstorming this idea, which I'll explain in a second, it kind of has shed some light on the roster on offense and defense. Um, To my chagrin, we'll we'll exclude special teams since you are now the content expert on that matter. But um, what we'll do is we'll look at the roster Today on offense, another episode on defense, and say, you know what? It would be great if this team had that player from season X, and we're going to limit to the Big 12 with some exclusions here that we'll explain. And that would make everything perfect on offense and defense. What's kind of fun about this is that there are some obvious picks, but you say, wait a minute, they might not really need that. Um, And you kind of figure out they have some strengths. And then conversely, you kind of look at things, you'd be like, all right, well, this is a weakness. But then you go back and, and you're trying to figure out who would work in the scheme they play because they're still going to play the way they play. So who in the past would work with how they want to play on offense? So to me, it's an interesting way. There's always plenty of manners in which you can preview a season. I think we found a good one here by blending past and present. Um, do you want to lay out the ground rules, though, for the listeners as we try to get into the offense today? Well, we're, we're, again, we're trying to limit it to, what do you want to say, only during Big 12, so past 10 years or so, because I think you open it up and you're opening a whole can of worms. Um, so let's try to keep it relatively recent. Uh, again, you want to pick one player that you think will most improve that side of the ball. Um, you you start talking, oh my God, Yanni Kajust was just a, uh, an elite left tackle. Yeah, but you already have Wyatt Milam, so do you need to go that way? Um, Tyler Orlowski, oh my goodness, just an amazing, you know, all-American type center. You got Zach Frazier. So again, you got to think about what, what, as you noted, what West Virginia does and does not have when considering who you need to add to this team. And again, just one player, and not only what kind of maybe stats that person will or will not put up, but how he might help other people around him get better as well. Can I just ask you one question here? Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll cut this, I don't know. Because um, it might get into the answer to the question that we're going to have here, but who's the best right tackle from the past several years? Oh, see, now you're, you're already stepping on my toes here, Mike. Which, again, leads me to this, and I, I, we'll get into the question then. So, you might say, all right, I'm looking at the roster, and as as I tried to explain the other day in a preview podcast, like I think that the personnel, at quarterback, obviously, depth, maybe running back-wise, and then right tackle, they're all kind of on a string, and you're just thinking, all right, well, you're not going to get a better quarterback out there right now. Um, we'll exclude Geno Smith from the from the conversation, obviously. Um, running back, kind of like what they have, so why would I get you know Wendell Smallwood? 
And then right tackle, well, has there been one that's so good out there that you would say, uh, I have no need for Brandon Yates, who's played a lot of football, and Jaquay Hubbard, who projects him maybe a good player. So it's not as easy as just saying, here's the softest spot. Let's get the best player from the past, because maybe the best player from the past isn't a substantial upgrade, and you can have a better allocation of resources there. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to identify where this team could use some some help and where they might find it, too. So let's just begin, I guess, from pecking order, Chris. Totem pole, if you will. What positions, what spots, what players do you think would be uh, looking over their shoulder if this portal, if you will, was open and someone from the past could come and join the present? Again, no Tavon, no Gino. they are obvious ones here. I don't think you might actually take Gino. Everybody would take Tavon, but... Um, my point being, Daniels is probably a pretty good player, and you won't replace him with Geno Smith, even though Geno might be better. But my point being that there's other areas you would look at here, too. Um, I don't know. Who's, who's a little bit concerned about their spot? So you, you touched on right tackle. I think that's something you have to consider. Again, you look at left tackle, you're feeling good. Uh, committer at left guard, you're, you're feeling fine. Center, feeling fine. Right guard, probably good there, too, with Nestor. So you get to right tackle, and you wonder. Um Running back, some talent there, but again, are you are you is is the offense going to get that much better if you go from Tony Mathis to Wendell Smallwood? And, and Smallwood, I think, you know, you're asking me last ten years, who who's the running back you think of when you think of you know offensive production for West Virginia? It, it's it's Smallwood, and I'm not and, and as good as he was. I don't know if adding him to this team is going to drastically change what this offense can produce. Then you start looking at wide receiver, and that's somewhere I would consider. Tight end, I'm fine with what's at tight end right now. Uh, wide receiver, I would consider. We'll get into it a little more. And I know you said quarterback, but let me let me put you in the spot that I was just in a moment ago because I think we both agree that Daniels has the potential to be great. He has shown, when healthy, that he is a very good quarterback. But if you could, would you add Will Greer and remove all doubt at the quarterback position? I love it. So, see, so you ran the end around on my Geno question. Yeah. So, like, I mean, again, you don't take Geno, maybe uh-huh. Will Greer, and you just remove all doubt at quarterback. You, you're, there's no, now you're not having any risk. Again, because in this, in this make-believe scenario we're talking about here, you're just getting 2018 Will Greer, period. It is, you know. That's it. You're getting it. Um, not the potential. You're, you're getting Will Greer. And I think that position is so important. I'd have to consider it. And, and that was one of my kind of two, maybe three that I considered. There were three guys that I considered. And that was a big one right there. Because I think if you're playing it safe and you just want to eliminate all doubt at the quarterback position, you just take Will Greer and roll with everything else you got. Okay. Um, I thought about one that I think might be your pick, so I'm not going to do it. Honestly, I hadn't spent that much energy on the quarterback one just because I think I just I, I regret it now because the point you made is absolutely in my wheelhouse. It's counterintuitive. It makes you think, and it's not something you would expect. So that's a good point there. Uh, I would probably spend more time on that um, now thinking about it than I did leading up to this, too. Well, can I interrupt and ask you a question? Sure. Thing. Let me ask you again. Here you go. All right. So we just got done. It's this team. But you just got done with 2017 Will Greer, right? I got my years right, right? That's his first year at West Virginia. I'm not screwing this up, right? Okay. 
And so it's the offseason between his first and second year at West Virginia, and he's coming back, and you know he's the starting quarterback for this team right now. Is West Virginia talked about as a Big 12 title contender? Oh, absolutely right. Yeah, uh, I think that's that's kind of my point here. Like, I, Daniels has that potential. It's there. You've, you've seen it in tiny glimpses. But, man, if you just had no doubt, sure thing, Will Greer, and you don't have to think about it, that would make a difference. Mm-hmm. Then, um, yeah, boy, that's a good point, Chris. Uh, that's not bad. All right, so, well, let's wrap up this podcast and we'll move on to the next one. Then, <laughs> well, we should do this quickly here. Uh, <laughs> let's go to our picks because, um, I, again, I, I'm anticipating. I think we are going with theirs, and I want to get to it because I think I already made the point a little bit. I didn't get quarterback. Uh, I thought long and hard about tight end because obviously, and I don't know why, but I I was one of the biggest Trayvon Wesco fans. That you probably could have had, like to the point that I was like, I don't know why they're not using this guy. He's one of their best players on offense. Find a way to use it. And then, like toward the end of that season, where he went, he was like a special player. They were building the offense around him, and I think that there's, and, and they were like they're running plays behind him. They're throwing in the ball. Never mind the passes and the targets, but like they were running the ball his way. They were putting stuff in because he was a fifth offensive lineman who was extreme. Excuse me, sixth offensive lineman who was extremely athletic, and you can move him around like a chess piece. And I just don't know they had that with Brian Palendi or Michael Locke or anybody else. They could use the tight end. And I just think that the Harrell offenses I've seen, like that guy would be pretty dynamic in that Y position, whatever they're calling it. Like, I just think he'd be a dynamic player that you could have run blocking and, and doing things in the receiving game where he would be a factor. I'm not sure he would catch 25 passes and eight touchdowns, but I think he'd be an option there too. I just can't get past the fact that like they just, they still don't have a game breaker wide receiver. And, just looking at the pattern of, of players that they've had at receiver in this in this offense, whatever, when that when that air raid version has been very good, a guy who could do short stuff and go long and and, and catch underneath stuff and run away from people, who can out muscle you, just so on, so on, so on. And Kevin White just yeah. seems like a guy that they would just absolutely love to have. I know that's like an unfair thing because he's so good, but people forget like his one year was special, his first year was not that. But that build, a guy who could play outside, they could move him inside because don't forget, Graham Harrell had Drake London inside. There, there are some ways to use him. I think that would just be too much fun to resist. And and could he be a guy that catches 100 passes and, and 12 touchdowns? Yeah, I think so because he did that before. And I just, I still just don't see that alpha in this in this offense, a guy who scares you and who opens things up. And no matter where you put him, he's got an anecdote for your defense and your coverage. And could be a slant that he runs away from people. Could be a go route where he just runs away from people, but. Every throw he can catch and every catch he can make. I just, I, I would, I miss watching him play. I wish he had to click in the NFL like I thought he would, but I think that he would be the one thing that this offense seems to be missing that hook him up with a good quarterback again and watch out. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the pick. I think, you know, he was, again, there were three guys. It was really came down to two. Um, third, by the way, I'll just go ahead and say it was that right tackle spot. Um, and, I think, again, you can shore that up, and that helps your quarterback. You help your quarterback. That helps your run game. It helps your pass game, all that stuff, kind of a domino effect. So I considered that, but really it came down to quarterback. Uh, as I said, Will Greer just removing all doubt, and then that short, every, you feel good about everyone else, and that just gets plays made for these other wide receivers. Again, they haven't really made made the plays, but have they had the quarterback that could, ha- that, that could get it done? And I'm not sure they have. Uh, but I had a real hard time not picking Kevin White, um, as you noted. Like, 
when's the last time West Virginia just had a, a, a game breaker, a guy that's going to catch it two yards from the line of scrimmage and score a touchdown, a guy that's going to do it kind of on his own. And not only that, but he kind of fits perfectly with what West Virginia has because 90, let's just get the math on this, 96% of his snaps were wide right, like the receiver on the right side of the offense, which means Bryce Ford Wheaton's on your left side of the offense out wide. And then in the, in the slot, you can get interesting. But as you know, he, he could also play slot. He did have a handful of snaps at slot in the bowl game. It was almost like 60-40 or like 60, 60 you know, two, two to one kind of outside inside. But he played more slot than than he had previously. So he is capable of it. He can do it. If you want to put him there, keep Prather outside, whatever you want to do. But you tell me you got a, a wide receiving core of BFW, Kevin White, and Caden Prather with Sam James and Reese Smith kind of backing up and these other guys are bringing in. That's one of the best in the Big 12 right there. That's one of the best wide receiver groups in the Big 12, and that can make your quarterback look a lot better. So, again, my choice came down to Kevin White or Will Greer. Um, so I, I, I think you can go wrong either way. Who's your right tackle pick? McKivitz, right? Yeah, I, I went McKivitz, uh, partly because, you know, Yanni didn't really play. I mean, he was almost exclusively left tackle. I don't know how much that played into it, but if you go back and look at the PFF grades, the scouting grades and stuff for those two, as good as Yadi was, Colton was better pass blocking every single year. Every single time. And, you know, that that's not the end-all, be-all there, but I need to keep... If I'm going right tackle, I need to keep JT Daniels upright. I need to keep him upright because that's, again, injury issue, injury issues are the issue. So I need to keep him on his feet. So pass blocking is paramount to me um, if I'm making that decision. If you just want to have fun, go back and look at Kevin White's 2014 stats. And never mind, like, 109, 14, 47, 10 touchdowns. But, like, he had six games with 10 or more catches, right? Mm-hmm. Another with nine. Eight games to start the season with 100 plus yards. And then in the middle of that season, inexplicably, back to back games, three catches, 27 yards, three catches, 28 yards against Oklahoma State and TCU. They, they beat Oklahoma State pretty handily, I, I think, that year. Uh, was it 34 10 year? Yeah, 34 10. And then got into that duel with uh, TCU where the, I think that was the walk off field goal year. Um, they probably could have used him there, but like, man, he, he was so good. <laughs> he was just scary that year. And I, 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 I'm more sad about that guy not making the NFL because I think he was a freak who just got undone by injuries. And his personal story was so good that, uh, boy, I'd love to see him get another chance. I think he would do in this offense. But some options there. And again, to the point, there's not a lot of holes and like like glaring weaknesses that can be fixed by accessing some from the past year. And that's kind of what we're trying to explain is that as we look at the start of the season here, camp starting on Monday. Not a bad roster. Probably the best one the Browns had. Actually, not even probably. It's the best one he's had. But to the point, it's pretty thorough, pretty complete, and there's not a whole lot of, like, issue we say, man, we got to fix that. And where they are in possession of question marks, it's not so bad that it's an obvious answer to. I think that teaches us something about this roster, right? Yeah, absolutely. Less is more from Chris Anderson. Yes, it is. I I, I went too long on the quarterback thing. But that, by the way, I think I've uh, I've done my usual both sidesing here. Um, But to put it in well not in writing but make it clear i went 
Will Greer quarterback as my pick with Kevin White at wide receiver, a very close second. Colton McKivitz, right tackle at a, a kind of distant third. I'm trying to think. You said that Greer's first year was 17, right? Isn't that right? When right. it's 17 and 18? Yep. Okay. I want to make sure I had that right, too. Now that I was fact checking you, but I just want to be sure. All right. We will wrap this one up. We'll be back later on. A second episode. Same concept. Flipping the script, going to defense. You won't want to miss it. Until then, I'm Mike Casazza. And I'm Chris Anderson. We'll talk to you later. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.